Hello and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, a Star Trek podcast. We are wrapping up season three of TNG today and launching right into season four so that, you know, cliffs don't remain hanged. I, of course, am Ames. I'm Jake. And this is Chris. I am Locutus of Borg. Have you considered buying a Pontiac? I heard that he did that, and that's amazing. I love that that is actually what he said. I'm Michael Fisher. Hi, everybody. Hello, Hello. Michael. Thank you for joining us. I am so honored to be here because I hang out with you guys every week. But I'm on the other side of a speaker and can't talk back. Yay. This is is a little bit creepy. Yeah, (laughs) I know. know. Fans. He's got dolls of us. (laughs) They do things. He just showed up here. He Uh, murdered Caitlin. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, rest in peace, Caitlin. We miss you this week. Yeah. Caitlin ran into all of the troubles, it sounds like. Yeah, so she's in Ireland. (laughs) Fascinating callback. Yeah, so back to the troubles, apparently. (laughs) Don't worry, Irish reunification in just a couple years. 2024. Yeah, we're getting there. Oh, yeah. Then we will truly have the high ground. Uh, Sorry. Should I just go now? (laughs) (laughs) You're much better than we are. Trust me. You're fine. So this week we are we are wrapping not wrapping as I said we're wrapping season three so we're covering the best of both worlds both parts one and two ta-da the best of both parts of best of both worlds there we go and I don't know that didn't didn't really work (laughs) I'll synopsize somehow we are checking out a crater where something has been and did some wrongdoings and we have our new friend Lieutenant Commander Shelby who's an expert on the Borg and we're staring at this big crater on a planet it's being like I wonder if Borg did this yup (laughs) this was definitely Borg based on all of the experience we have with them Somehow. She, uh, it was explained. It was yeah, explained. Sure. Yeah, okay. It was explained. Shelby is, a, is an expert on Borg. She knows when a Borg has been around. And she says, this is one, which means bad things are afoot. Let's go see if we can cut this off at the pass. And the other side of the ship, Riker, is being tried to to take captaincy of... I forgot the name of the ship already. The Melbourne. 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 Yes. Uh, he still Aye, does not want that captain's chair. As a, and, and I joke that it's because he doesn't sit down, right? <laughs> yeah. As he doesn't. And, and everyone thinks he's just putting, putting off the inevitable. Riker, just take a fucking captaincy. Do the thing so that Shelby can come on board and be, a, you know, a woman on the bridge or something. We'd mm-hmm. like some of those. Mm-hmm. He doesn't wanna, so let's fight the Borg instead. So we meet up with this Borg cube, and we start shooting it with stuff, and we start all these new high-tech techno-babble kinds of things of using randomized spreads and putting the shields on certain things so that they won't figure out what the pattern is. Of course, the Borg is, is too smart for that, and they do some damage anyway. They kill a bunch of people, mm-hmm. which isn't any fun. And they kidnap Picard, <laughs> which you'd think... Anyone would do, but they really wanted Picard. So they take Picard away and they start Borgifying him up. The Enterprise pursues the Borg cube, catches up, they, they beam some folk on, 
Riker has to stay on the bridge because he's in command now because Picard's gone and he's none too pleased with it because he really doesn't care for Shelby. But Shelby and Worf and Crusher and I think Data head over there with different different colored phasers so they can blast four different guys before, they, before the Borg figure out the pattern. And they spot Picard and they say, oh shit, he's got fucking Borg stickers on his face. That means we can't trust him anymore. Let's he's gone the, emo. Let's get the fuck out of here. So they leave and they're trying to figure out, okay, well, something's wrong with Picard. What do we do? And then Picard calls him up on the phone and says... Hey guys, I was left out of your party, but uh, I wanted to let you know I'm Locutus, and fuck your shit! (laughs) Riker, not knowing what to do, decides, well, fire! Just throw all of the new secret weapons we have at the Borg cube, and let the audience wait three months to see if it worked or not. Spoilers, it didn't work. Three months later, when we get to season four, after waiting and having all kinds of rumors about what was actually going to happen, I assumed that that Wesley was going to take over, but I was wrong. <laughs> we realized, okay, whatever the weapon thing that they wanted to do was, didn't work. Borg Picard is still in control and, and acting as the mouthpiece for the Borg. And they're on their way to Earth. Welcome to Earth. <laughs> uh, they they realize okay well let's see if we can cut them off at the pass and and put a bunch of Federation ships in their way at Wolf three five nine which is an actual star that's either the third or fifth closest to to Seoul I'm not sure which it is because I've re- read two different places and didn't look any further into it but it's pretty close it's super close like seven light years right? yeah, yeah it's very it's close enough that we could get there get what well, Warp 9 in like 20 days, I think, or something, or 12 days. <laughs> something like that. My math is probably way wrong. They say, okay, all those all those folk at Wolf 359, they'll, they'll stop some stuff, right? Yeah, they'll do a thing. Nope, they'll get mowed down by Borg Cube because, ouch. <sighs> That's what um, you do. Yeah. Enterprise is still in pursuit. They get close enough where they can send Data and Worf? Yep. We just yes. watched this, and I forget who's who. Yes. Wesley and Wesley to go and <laughs> kidnap Picard from the Borg queue, bring him back, and see if they can figure out a way into the Borg network using Data, who's useful at everything. Mm-hmm. And really fucking great this episode. God, he's so sexy. I'm sorry Caitlin's not here to talk about how sexy Data is with I, me. I, I, I hope, you're a, I hope yes. you're a fan. I'm a fan of Data, yes. <laughs> Amazing. He's got the greatest USB port in his head. <laughs> <laughs> So while they're trying to figure out Picard, uh, Locutus's password and log into his brain, <laughs> they're still all all on their way to Earth and trying to figure this thing out. Other stuff happens probably. Shelby and Riker are still quarreling. Guinan helps, and we get to Earth and realize, okay, we gotta do we gotta do this now, or something else happens. Data, how are you doing with the brain processing? Processing. Processing in the sexiest way he can it was great until finally Picard himself reaches through from Locutus and takes Brent Spiner by the cuff, <laughs> and and you realize oh Picard's really in there still he's gonna tell us how to do what to do and he says sleep we said Picard it's not nap time what do you want to do sleep no you're not help oh wait you're helping and they they send a message to all the Borg to to go to take a nap and. Don't wake daddy. And they don't wake daddy that shit like crazy and make sure the Borg are actually sleeping. And then they explode themselves. The end. 
What was the point of Don't Wake Daddy? Was the implication that Daddy's going to beat you? If He's going to make you go back to bed. In the board game? Yeah. Oh, this is a game. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, you never like, saw these, like these commercials? This is like a Nickelodeon no. advertised yeah, no, it's children's just, You probably game. wanted to you know, be a child who's up past your bedtime playing with toys, and Daddy's going to go to go to bed. Yeah, sure. It's two in the morning. Jesus. It was one of those games. That wasn't, it was a board game, but it had like a mechanical component. Yeah. Oh yeah, like mousetrap or like, like mousetrap, mouse but yeah. in this case, it but was, it, worked. it was a dad <laughs> that woke up, and his his, his oh. nightcap would pop off. Oh, oh my! Yeah. yeah, and then you'd lose the game because you've woken daddy, and he's got his belt out. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. It yeah. seems the implication is clear. I think he was just gonna make you go back to bed. Right. I don't think. <laughs> Child abuse was involved. Maybe, maybe it would have, you know, uh, set his set his house to self destruct for no apparent reason, <laughs> or, maybe, or, or, flo- or floated into a board cube, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and get. Uh, never mind. Yeah, best yeah. of uh, very epic. Thing. Yep. And how cruel to like to like make people wait for I for know. three months because they hadn't really done cliffhangers best yet. Cliffhanger ever or bestest of both, both worlds? Both, both, I'd say. Really, uh, new new Doctor Who has had a couple of decent cliffhangers. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. I say that to new Doctor Who's cliffhangers. But this was the first time Star Trek had ever done it, right? It had ever done a cliffhanger because Menagerie yeah. was like presented. I don't know how they presented Menagerie in the original series. They were they were back to back, yeah. So this was the first time we had a big old scene. And there's not break. really a cliffhanger. Yeah. Well, in Menagerie, Menagerie, even if it had been a, a two-parter in the '60s, it was a mid-season episode. Right. So it would have been a seven-day wait, not right. not this three odd months. And also, like I always think about how where we are in this episode at the end of the first part, because you got to remember this is before internet. This is before yep. like the the closest you're going to get to like insider information was like maybe Usenet if you mm-hmm. were or like yeah if you were on subscribe to a newspaper most people are getting from like you know tv guide yeah and like you could totally like now if they try to do this they'd be like oh well you know patrick stewart signed for four more years so you know (laughs) this is not gonna happen yeah they haven't you know she or shelby's listed as a guest star but in these days you could totally see they they did everything right they set you up with a new character shelby Mm-hmm. And they set you up with, with Riker potentially leaving. Yeah, Riker potentially leaving. So they really kind of make you think, oh, it's possible that Picard's gone. That yeah. they've written Picard out, and now you're going to have a show with Captain Riker and Shelby, and they're going to have their conflict. And, yeah. 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 And it would be an interesting show. I would watch, I would continue, if they had done that, if that's how part two ended, yeah, I think you could do a good show with that. Sure. And also, like, you know, there was all of that set up in part one. And you, of course, had this summer of, of waiting to see what happened. And the rumors were quite accurate about Patrick Stewart's talks having stalled with the studio or something like that. That mm-hmm. was, Or at least that was the widely held belief. It was like, there's actually a threat that Patrick Stewart is bored and he's going to leave the show. Um, but instead, but, he's Borg. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but when they came back for scene part two, I, I, I took a note on this because I was like, wow, they're really going through this whole thing where they have to, Riker has to go choose the first officer. And he's, you know, he's like, hey, Worf, I, I thought of you for this, buddy. And the data, I, you know, you're not the right fit, but you would have been great. And as you guys pointed out, he just walks right past Troy. Doesn't say a word. Doesn't even make eye contact. Yeah. Hey, show me. Why don't you put it? We all know how this is going to go. Yeah. But we're like 20 minutes in or 15 minutes into part two, and I'm like, wow. Wow, they're really stretching this out. Like you actually could have sat there for part mm-hmm. two, and I don't remember how I, I was. You know, six or seven when I first saw this, so I don't know how I was feeling at the time. But um, man, 
if I was watching it in real time, I would have been yeah. like... My, my, my favorite thing about part two, which I just read. So Michael Piller writes part one because he was, he was really working on how to like fit the Borg in. Because the Borg, they're so fucking hard to write because there's Ooh. no way to beat them. Yeah. So you can't just make up a, an enemy that you can't beat because then the show is over. Right. Um, so he, he writes up the, this great episode with... with Borg Picard as, as a way to, for the Borg to have a voice that isn't just all of them talking at once, which was still cool. Uh, and then he didn't know if he was going to come back next season. And he so he no one knew what part two was going to be, <clears throat> especially Michael Piller. Yeah. <laughs> and he didn't even think about it until his contract was signed again. He's like, okay, now we got to finish part two. How? Yeah. <laughs> what? It's- what have I gotten myself into? As a matter of fact, I read that he like straight up had decided not to come back when he was finishing part one, and he basically was like, <laughs> he was like "Fuck these yeah, guys! Yeah. <laughs> Good luck with part two, asshole!" <laughs> and, uh, and 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 you know, I changed his mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love that the scene. One of my favorite scenes in all of Next Generation is Riker talking through his life with Troy in Ten Forward. Mm. saying what am I still doing here Yeah, I'm saying I'm too comfortable whatever and all of that is straight up Michael Piller talking to himself through Riker yep yep mm. like do I still want to be here do I still want to be working or am I too, am I too comfortable I don't yeah. know how you can be comfortable on Star Trek it sounds like it was chaos yeah. every day so, yeah. I mean he'll be there for another 10 years right because he was involved in Voyager oh uh, was he I think so like, yeah I know he did DS9 did he did he I don't think so. Was it? It was. He was. A, he was listed. I think as a creator on DS Nine. I just. Yeah. Oh, you know. You're right. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I I mean, he was there for a long time, and so I guess he made. I it, think I mean, it's, and I think that's cool. You know, yeah. it was like he was out the door, and then he was like, you know, you know what? I don't need to. I don't need to ambition to be. He's got a great quote, which I can look up later. But he's mm. like, I don't need Put to do all these big projects. Yeah. Yeah, he did. They didn't think of the whole Borg's interdependence can be used as a weapon against them until two days before filming was supposed to start. Really? Wow. On, part, on part two. On part two. Wow. Which is magical. And they get, and they decided let's let's let um Crusher and Troy, uh, uh, Beverly and Troy, come up with some of these things so that the ladies can work. Word. Oh. No, no. I was just gonna say. I mean, it's interesting that that. I, I like that that was the solution because it's obvious that the Borg are not the type of enemy that you can just shoot shit at because yeah. A, right. they adapt, and B, now they know through Picard how to get around every type of attack you could possibly send to them. Yeah. 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 And I love how they use that against him as well, where they're like, well, separate the ship. And Shelby's like, yeah, we briefed him on that. And Riker's like, yeah, I know. Yeah. He's going to ignore the saucer, and that's where we can launch our shuttle mission from, and that'll be that'll be great. Mm. So you set off your fireworks. Which I, oh, I don't they love like fireworks yeah. on Borg Cube. It's 4th of July every day on Borg Cube. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ugh, it's just a shame all those exquisite, you know, ceiling light fixtures had to go. Aww. <laughs> what, 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 what did she say? Yeah. Was, Dude, uh, look at this. It's extraordinary. It's extraordinary. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a lovely a 10 inch diameter pyramid oh, hanging from the ceiling. Oh my goodness. Oh, that's what it is. It's like on the old. Uh, I've waited my whole life to understand why that was familiar to me. They're uh, deck prisms. Yeah. From old ships. Right? Oh, yeah. 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 That's, that's what they look like. All right. Well, I figured that out. Extraordinary. I'm going to make one and replace this light fixture <laughs> with a board with distribution, board distribution node. Distribution I only yeah. know what those are because I actually, in high school, worked in the Constitution Museum gift shop and we sold replica ones. Yes. Mm. I've only ever seen them in gift shops. They're never what, like in the ships. What are they? Just to illuminate the below deck? Yeah, they, back on old sailing vessels because you know, it was obviously dangerous to have candles and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would have these prisms set 
into the top deck. And they would help filter a little extra light to lower decks. Yeah. Ah, lower decks. Ah. Quality episode. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> Anywho. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the first, the first half of this did a really great job of building up like you know, I, I've you know, it's been a very long time, but I obviously know how these two went. Mm-hmm. But looking at it, trying to think how this must have been at the time, they did a great job of building up to the climax. Mm. Yeah, um, they really just set up all the notes, and then they hit them. Mm-hmm. You know, they built up a nice sort of tension, a building know. darkness. People, people will assume during the break that Q Q was behind it, and they were wrong. <laughs> Oh really? Oh yeah. I can see why. It's so wonderful. I I, I want to like. I did that once, where I actually went back and found Usenet posts because once you post them into Usenet, it's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Usenet posts from '87 when the Show when the launched. series launched, or like like, rea- like original reactions to Farpoint, oh. and like people were so toxic. Oh, I um, yeah, I kind of. I go, am shocked. I kind of want to go find old internet postings about best of both worlds. I'd love to read fan theory, yeah. contemporary uh, fan theories about what was going on. Yeah, now that that nowadays, like like you said, you know, we'd all know. Oh yeah, no, these people are still signed on. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. They would have already started. You know, the minute they started filming the next season, set photos would have leaked. It's like this is from episode four. There's Stuart in his uniform. Everything's fine. Get up. Yeah. Location shooting. Give shit away constantly. Yeah, and they would have had a fucking trailer at Comic Con. Oh yeah. You mm-hmm. know. Yeah. No, this was a very very different world, and there was mm-hmm. a lot more that was completely uncertain from moment to moment. It was much easier to control a message. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, that said, a lot of shows even today still kind of get away with. Like I think about, um, you know, Westworld. You know that they've mm. been able to protect a lot of their secrets from the yeah. prying minds of uh, of fans. So it may, it may still be possible. That's true. But this was the first time Star Trek had ever sort of gone out of its comfort zone to try to do yeah. to, to some of that stuff. And the first time you had a, you know, these rumors that organically flowed into the whole thing. Where it's and it was mainly around the Patrick Stewart thing. But what I loved, you were talking about Pillar before. Mm-hmm. And, and he realized halfway through the writing process that this is like this is a Riker episode. Mm-hmm. When I didn't by the end, you're like it. you're like yeah, you're the captain of the ship. All all hail Riker. Right, mm-hmm. but it took. I love that it took Guinan showing up to yeah. set him straight. When he's just kind of on Captain Autopilot, right? Yeah. And then he walks in the red room. He's, he won't even sit in the chair. Yeah, I mean, the first... You can definitely tell, I think, that the two episodes were written separately. Because the first one is much... The first episode is much more thoughtful, I think. You know, mm-hmm. it has all of those scenes with Riker pulling the, you know, the, the Captain Pike maneuver. What have I done with my life? Mm. Yeah. And, you know, and then also the struggling with taking command when he's forced to and all that. I feel like the second episode kind of skips all of that. You know, part two is just kind of like, yep, we're just going to go get I the I think they, they, they cut some stuff in part two as well. Because, you know, you, you, see, you see in part two, he has a really, that really great confrontation with Guinan that's beautiful. There was supposed to be another confrontation with Troy that was supposed to also talk about, like, you were ready to kill Picard just now. What you're doing now has really, really big consequences. And he got to look out the window like like Picard does at the end of, of the, the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, which would have looked really cool, I thought. If yeah. we had a Riker looking out the window and a Picard looking out the window, being oh. sad and emotional and really mm, fucking moved. Contemplative. Uh, but they cut that scene and they realized also, like, the guy in scene does all this much better. Mm. As 
usual. Yeah. As yeah. Guinan usually does. Yeah. Anything Troy can do, Guinan can do better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. But speaking of giving the ladies some action, as you were saying before... Ow, ow! <laughs> um, Dr. Crusher, I didn't realize, uh, was on the Borg ship exclusively, or at least the idea was formed from Gates McFadden saying, it would be kind of cool to fire a phaser. I've never done that. Oh, really? Well, she has. Uh, she, she shot Lore, right? Or, she oh, no, Lore shot, shot her, and her yeah. sleeves yeah. burst into flames. <laughs> she shot... Oh, she, she shot... It was in Contagion, right? She shot Admiral Not Quinn. Contagion. Yeah, that's right. She did, she explained it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Out in the hallway. Yeah, so. and still, she's not done it wrong. No. But she never gets to, get to go on the away mission yeah, and right. have a firefight. I yeah. can see that being... Like, if she's on the away mission, it's exclusively... If you see Dr. Crusher beaming down, you know someone's either already hurt or is about to be hurt. Right. Or um, she's going to fall down a giant hole. Yeah, or she's going to fall down a hole and <laughs> yeah. she'll be hurt. Yeah. Which counts, still. Or <laughs> she's going to fuck a ghost. <laughs> well, Sure. But yeah, no, it was, this was just sort of a normal away team sort of situation. Yeah, I mean, they were also, like, they were expecting, he's there, he's probably hurt, yeah. bring him, mm-hmm. bring, like, five more guns. Yeah. They should have just had a whole bunch of phasers, each one tuned differently. So, I, I'm wondering, because I, I can't really remember if this was ever alluded to in the Q episode with the Borg, the previous Borg episode, but... Q who? Um, yeah. Is this... So, I don't think it was established in that episode that... Borg assimilate people really. Oh, it wasn't right. No. They were born. They were babies in that episode. There was a nursery. Yeah, no. So, they even have Shelby say, "I thought they were interested in our technology, not us." Yeah, and, but I don't know if it's ever like this. Might be the first inclination that the Borg are a melting pot of many species. Yeah, you know that mm-hmm. it's just oh, we just we go around the galaxy and that's how we recruit people. Is we just we alter them. We alter them, and that's so scary. Like mm-hmm. the Borg were already yeah. terrifying, and now they're, they're even like more zombies. terrifying. If they touch right. you, you become a zombie, and then right. now you're one too. And that, to me, was one of the things that I always sympathize with the writers trying to make the Borg interesting. Because you, you have an equal number, it seems, of writers saying the Borg are great. They're a wonderful villain because they have no central voice. They have they, they're you just you can't re- negotiate with them. You can't reason with them. That's why they're a terrifying enemy. And then the other writers saying, yeah, okay, but that's really hard to write. Yeah, mm-hmm. we need a queen bee. We need a you know like a Locutus or or, or a Borg queen. And that's. You know, I, I don't like having to find that compromise. Yeah. Lucutus literally means he who has spoken. Just uh, yeah. I would say, though, you know, I don't want to bring talk about the Borg Queen too much, because obviously there's plenty of Borg Queen to go around later. Um, oh, she's sexy, too. But, um, I don't know, she's I feel like I, 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 I'm in the camp of I liked the Borg before the Borg Queen better than the Borg after the Borg Queen. Yeah. And I don't, th- and I think, like, the Locutus was a good spot a good place in the spectrum of non-hierarchical, completely egalitarian structure versus the command structure of the queen. And I feel like Locutus, because he doesn't, you don't really get the sense that he's the boss. He's just, no. he is literally just the, the mouthpiece. The mouthpiece. Yeah, they, yeah, they somehow thought, maybe they'll be more amenable to having their individuality taken away if one of their own people tells them it's going to happen. <laughs> and I, I've got to believe they had a great plan to have him say some amazing stuff when he got to Earth. Because, like, talking to the Enterprise, <laughs> he's just kind of like, no, there are no terms. Just power down. We're going to come over there. Oh, no, you don't want to? All right, fine. <laughs> like, he doesn't do any any incredible speaking on behalf of the board. No, no. Until he gets I, there, I imagine. I have plucked the rose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I kind of wonder if, you know, the, the fan theory that, you know, sort of meeting 
having Locutus kind of gave the Borg a taste of hierarchical structure and therefore allowed them to create the queen. Uh, but she's there in his flashbacks, though, right? She's on the well, queen with she, him. But is, is, it liter- is it literally her, or is it... Is the idea, is it the idea, or is, is it he using her as a proxy for the collective? Oh, maybe this is I all stuff know. we get in the movie. Yeah, okay. yeah. I, I have to rewatch the movie. It's going to yeah. be playing at the uh, the MOS this time. Yeah, we can debate the Borg Queen and the Danger yeah, 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 yeah. But it, but it is fascinating, right? Because this is the episode that you're right takes us a little away from the original vision of the Borg in, in Q Who, where Q is sitting there and he's like, "The Borg is the ultimate user." And the Borg are supposed yeah. to be just this technological assimilator. And, That's a good cue, Michael. Yeah, no, <laughs> but yeah, it, it is, it's amazing what to watch them evolve. And before we get off of them, I will say that I love the conversation Picard tries to have with them. Yes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> My culture is based on freedom and self-determination. Freedom is irrelevant. <laughs> self-determination <laughs> is irrelevant. Now they die. Oh, and speaking of that, that, also that, also that, um, <laughs> that conversation, I realized, the first, this is the first time I ever realized this, that the Borg's, for all intents and purposes, catchphrase resistance is futile is is just it's just one of the things it's just a word resistance is just a word that Picard happened to use yep. right it's not like their thing like he used it once and they were saying everything is futile and that's just one of the things that he said yep. that oh, happens yeah. to be futile and then after that it's like nope that's our word now <laughs> resistance is futile well they assimilated it yeah, yeah they yeah. Assim- they're like <laughs> of course Jake you were sort of quite some time ago kind of dancing around this because we hadn't gotten to this episode but now I think you can go full bore with oh, why you what? particularly oh. think the Borg are interested now in yes. Picard. Yes, okay. Here, oh, here's my fan theory. Oh, I have a resistance theory. This is, be- this is almost as good as your Nanite theory. Yes. Now here's So here it is. First time we ever even get an inkling of the Borg existing is when they're attacking outposts along the neutral zone, right? Mm-hmm. When, when, you know, before we learn that we're back. Yes. Um, <laughs> they, they, the, the audience couldn't see that no, pose. That was, uh, was that a? Was that a? Was that a? That was like I don't know. That was like a, a like a West Side thing. Yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah. kind of like a yeah, okay. gangster. Sure. Anyway, Jake they're back. The Get over it. Um, <laughs> anywho, uh, so they're the Borg presumably are attacking these outposts in the neutral zone, and then then we meet them in Q Who, and then we meet them again here. And it's kind of curious, right? Because and we, we alluded to them in peak performance when we were playing our war games. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's yes, also yes. true. So it's interesting, though, that the Borg have an obvious particular interest in Earth, in the neutral zone, and in now evidently in Picard in particular, right? So my fan theory here is that... the And what, oh, the other thing is, what else happens to be in the neutral zone that somebody might be looking for that would be a great tactical advantage. Oh, the uh, Iconian Gateway? Iconian Gateway. Iconia. So here's my theory. The Borg, at some point they learn that the approximate location of Iconia, similar to how the captain of the Yamato learned about it. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so they get information that, yeah, Iconia is somewhere in this area of space. So they go over there. They're looking for it. They don't find it because it's already been blown up. So they start heading back to the where they live, their house. And Q, asshole that he is, sends the Enterprise over there. Sexy asshole that he is. The Borg take a chunk out of the Enterprise, analyze it, analyze the computer, do a scan, do whatever they do. And they realize, huh, 
This ship's been to Iconia. Their captain used the gateway. He's been through that shit. We better go hit flip a flip a bench. We're getting back that way. So the Borg fly back. And they're like, hey, we want to talk to Picard. Picard, you come over here and we'll let your ship go. Just, just come over. And he's like, no. And they're like, well, fine. Fuck it. We'll take you anyway. So they take Picard. And they're like, this guy knows shit. <laughs> he doesn't have a computer for a brain. So therefore, his you know he has memories, but he can't tell us how the damn thing worked. So I guess we'll just go assimilate their home world and maybe they'll have the data in their computer banks over there. And, when, really, and that I, plan I, fails. I, I said yes, but then they should have just taken data. And, well, instead, of, well, instead of looking at data well, and saying, you're pointless. Perhaps I'll their do. plan isn't, isn't finished yet. Borg Queen. Well, I think Borg Queen just wants a little action. Yeah, but, I mean, not to spoil the entire movie, but their whole plan in that movie was also to capture data. Oh, okay. Well, that's my plan every day. I just Um, haven't gotten there. So, um... That's an intriguing theory. So, yeah, I don't know. I think there might be something. I don't know. I don't know. See, my theory is they picked Picard specifically because they know that he's a very eloquent man with a a great vocabulary who could think of a word like resistance that they could assimilate. That's also true. We see that you've won many speech competitions. <laughs> and marathons. He's a marathon oh, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. Damnest thing I ever saw. Yes, you've never seen a fast freshman before because you don't get faster when you get older. What did you say? It was a 40-kilometer race? Jeez. Up, uphill at the end. Yeah. Both ways. <laughs> Barefoot in the snow. Galarn and core. Yeah, of that, course. Yeah, that marathon. They just change, swap the gravity around. Yeah. The, uh, oh, the Admiral, by the way. I oh, didn't God, this. Admiral Creeper. Literally. <laughs> but before we he get he to... played God in five. That's exactly oh, what I... Oh, I'm sorry. No, I didn't let you say okay. a thing. No, that's exactly Wait, what, what? I He was God in Star Trek five. Now that you say that, I can see it, and I will never unsee it, right? And and God's a Creeper, we know now. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. That was DeForest Kelly? <laughs> <laughs> what? I was making a joke about Forrest Kelly is God. Yeah, he is. Oh, yeah. Fake, anyway. fake Shakari God. Yes. Shak- the God of Shakari would not do this. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that whole like line about him being into Shelby was 1,000% really oh unnecessary. They should have reported him what? right there. Oh, my God. But... I think that's why the just an old man's fantasy. You seem rather taken with it, JP. I'd like to plow those fields. (laughs) Oh no! I'd assimilate that ass. (laughs) (laughs) The picture he paints of like Starfleet commanders that when she took over every was it every admiral's uncle had their hand and wanted a hand in this Borg business. They had their hand in their pocket doing something for sure. That that admittedly does sort of counterbalance the creepy old man thing though is just all these sort of old Starfleet curmudgeons were arguing and then this woman comes along she's pretty well shut up and actually yeah. think and he does say that she yeah. got through it yeah she, she put us on track yeah she had a figure though like Starfleet Admiralty has they got to be scraping the bottom of the barrel oh. at this point right because like they're getting this guy but I mean considering a ton of admirals was presumably killed in the conspiracy true uh, incident mm. You know? Yeah, so really. They're, now they're like going to their like D team and like between conspiracy and now all the like captain and crew members lost at Wolf Three Five Nine. There's no one left. There's yeah, only like, the Enterprise left. There's the Enterprise, yeah. the Hood, and like. <laughs> well, they said there was a, an armada of forty ships. Yeah, right. 
Yeah. And we know that 39 of them were destroyed. Yes. So I don't know what... Yeah, who knows how many ships are in the total star. No, that's I mean, true. It's got to be a lot more than four. True, but still, that's a bad loss. Yeah. Oh, yeah, bad. it's terrible. Thousands. Thousands dead. And also... I Probably mean, children. R.I.P. to the Admiral, Especially too. children. Oh, yeah. definitely children, because the Starfleet carries a bunch of families on their ships for no good no reason. No good reason. But, but yeah, uh, the Admiral lost the Admiral. Yeah, and what's sad about that for me is, like, you know, whatever. He's creep, creeping on Shelby, though he may be. He's, like, the last, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think he's the last Admiral that we see that actually has a personal friendship with Picard. Oh, Every God. other Admiral is either confrontational, mm. evil... Or just kind of there to give him orders. I think you mm. might be right. Like they are super tight friends. And yeah, they've known each other since the academy days, and that's kind of it's it's sad that, to lose that dynamic. Yeah, it's like you said a few weeks ago, Jake. Just don't be friends with Picard or Riker. That's a death sentence in this yeah, show. Yeah, that's true. As yeah. soon as someone's like, yeah, well, except for that, that that was the exception that proved yeah. the rule, right? Captain with the Hood. The, yeah, the but who knows? Maybe the Hood was at the Battle of Wolf Three Five Nine. That's also oh. quite possible. It was sort of a. It was sort of a uh, in that case, it doesn't matter. Final destination. I feel thing. like we, we see the delayed. hood again. Is Captain DeSoto? Is that yes. Yep. Yeah. Is he the guy who I had the like glasses? The... Uh, what? Is he the guy? Why do we know him? Why did we he, talk oh, to he, DeSoto? He dropped off Riker, Riker at... in Encounter. Yes. Oh. But we didn't see him. In no, there. but he was referenced. He was referenced. Okay. Well, we do see him on screen later, I think. Sorry. We're getting off track. We did. We just mentioned this the other week, and I forget why. Okay. Uh, he In that one, he... He was old friends with Riker. He knew Picard. What the hell was? Yeah, what the hell episode was that? He's just on a view screen, right? Yeah, like a view screen conversation. Oh, he uh, they beat he they beam um, Tam over. Oh, that's right. Oh. Tin Man. Oh, Tin Man. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's where we see him. So yeah, yeah we have. Yeah, seen he him. got rid of a of a pointless uh, character from his ship. Oh. Yep. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's an interesting thing because they do, they will probably spend a couple episodes or at least a episode dealing with some of the fallout from this, but that's really on a personal level. You got to figure within Starfleet, like this is has to be the biggest disaster yeah. for the Starfleet since the binary stars, you know, like yeah. this, is, this is big time. Mm. Yeah, no, this bad is bad news. This is like, they, they probably had to really up the recruitment drive and lower the standards for a while. Yeah, so maybe they don't make a special dispensation to get uh, Crusher in the... Academy. Although... I was going to say, yeah, they're going to get rid of Crusher pretty quickly, aren't On they? the one hand, you need a bunch of new people, but even then, you also need a bunch of new ships. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shelby has a so you... line about that which seems really optimistic. She's like, we'll have the fleet back up in less than a year. Yeah. Really? Wow, 40 why? ships? Okay, get those shipyards working, I guess. But that does also give us the opportunity to plant the seed for some DS9 backstory later. That's true, yeah. And a bunch of new ships that we do see again in First Contact. Right, yeah. Um, particularly partial to the Akira class. Mm. There's mm-hmm. evidently going to still be a shitload of Excelsior classes. Yes! Yep. <laughs> they just made so many of those things. It's like the, uh, it's like the Jeep of the Starfleet. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> Workhorse of the fleet. Well, you notice, the, I fucking, the Admiral was probably on one, because the red alert he had behind him was like a movie era. Well, also, yeah. he was on that ship oh. when we saw him at the beginning of the episode. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was Excelsior right. class, so. Yeah. And also during the battle, uh, the Melbourne was destroyed, so good thing Riker didn't take that job. Indeed. Yep. He's got that was, super that's the first sad thing eyes. that went through his mind before, oh shit, they're all dead. Yeah. And that ended. If in the, you know, you know like the, the, uh, their last dying words were, if only we had a captain <laughs> <laughs> with a beard. <laughs> 
Yes, they went. They went to, to Wolf Three Five Nine and just sat and be like, "Well, what do we do? <laughs> Who's in charge?" Uh, Thankfully, we get to see. Apparently, this the the battle was too expensive to film for this episode. Mm. So oh, I'm didn't sure. do it. Yeah, yeah. So we do get to see the battle later again in, in DS9 when we come yeah, to yeah. Yeah. That's right. I think we get to see the Melbourne actually shot in the face. Oh, do we? Yeah. Ooh, that'll be fun. I think it's that Excelsior class that rolls up and gets phaser to head in pieces. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. find how much either of these episodes cost to make, but I know that they, they let the purse strings out a little bit because they're like, it's a two-potter, give him more. Mm. Mm-hmm. They're like, yes, Borg money, delicious Borg money. <laughs> I wonder if that's also part of the reason, other than the awesome cliffhanger, that splitting an episode like this across two seasons probably helps Helped with them. the budget. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and then they like got to up their marketing and be like, okay, now that people might watch, go! Yeah. Make it interesting. And I found it so gratifying to read all of their the writers' room reaction to this episode because before this, it had inevitably been compared in the press over and over to the original series. It doesn't mm-hmm. measure up. Is it great? Even after a, a, a really great third season, that was still... In this episode, they come back to time and time again and say, this is when everything shifted for us. Mm-hmm. This is when we were finally were Star Trek. And yeah, they were their own... They, they, yeah. 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 There, there are also, too, some... Uh, you don't get a great look at them, but some wonderful, weird ships... Or what's left of them. You get to see uh, oh, yeah. a couple of good pieces of debris. Yeah, but they, 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 the, uh, you know, if you go online, you know, you can see the original versions and just slapped together from bits of galaxy models and Excelsiors. And there's yes. the, uh, isn't there one that it's nacelles are like famously a highlighter? That yes. is the USS Chekhov. Yes, uh, oh, it's, it's a New Orleans class. Yeah, yep. they put the highlighters on top of the saucers and below the engineering section. Yeah, they just painted them gray. Yep. Uh, is this where the Freedom class comes from? Yes, it's it is. Probably it's yeah. just a Galaxy class saucer with a very long, slender neck and a single nacelle. It's the ugliest thing. It is. Oh. It is terrible. It's like the... Um... Like the... The Kelvin. The Kelvin, yeah. But the Kelvin at least had some counterbalance in that it did have, like, an above-the-saucer thing. Right. This, and it, it's also, the neck is so long and spindly. Mm, it's like, yeah. at least if the neck between the nacelle and the saucer had been shorter, but it just looks so fragile and I'm vulnerable. Just, I'm just picturing a scooter Why right would you now? send that ship into the battle? Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, I mean, like, we got 40 ships in this armada... 38 of them are shuttlecraft, but they're there. <laughs> Look at them. Uh, oh, it is the Constitution Engineering section. Right. So mm-hmm. farewell to the Yorktown or whatever that was. Yeah. I think there's a there's a list on Memory Alpha of each ship. Definitely. Definitely. I, yeah, I passed over that. it very quickly because I didn't <laughs> care. The uh, Mars defense perimeter is also kit bashes. Those flying bombs. Oh, yeah. Obliterated <laughs> oh, by the board. Oh, God. Why yeah. even have them. I know. A, um, Hunt for Red October Typhoon class submarine um, oh! model kit. Oh, yeah, they, sweet. They're, they're repurposed, you know. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that movie. I, I feel so bad for those because you it's know, okay. like they were just like, like it was like uh, I feel like I could take on the whole board collective. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, they. Uh, that was just like they. It's like, yeah, they didn't Why? even get a shot off. <laughs> Not Nobody a single called ahead and were like, yeah, just don't bother. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You might want to stand down. Yeah. Like, yeah, no. You know how that fleet of 40 ships didn't do it? Yeah, well, we'll send these guys that usually deal with smuggling. Right. This would be like if, <coughs> this would be like if somehow the entire U.S. Navy collapsed and a European armada was charging at us and they sent out some of those Coast, bar- Coast Guard, like, three-man gunboats. Oh, yeah. I was picturing, like, a ski-doo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sea Doo, whichever one the water, whichever one the water one is. Yeah, that's fine. 
Yeah, no, that it was just like swan was, boat. Those poor fuckers. Maybe they were maybe they were drones, but I doubt it. Maybe they had someone like Worf advising their tactics. <laughs> yeah. Remember that remember that of conversation? Yeah. <laughs> they, they have neither honor nor courage. And as yeah, I said, it was our greatest advantage. Yes, they don't have thanks, courage. Thanks, thanks Worf. <laughs> they don't have courage, but they also don't have fear. Yeah. Or hunger. Or do they? I don't think they need to go to the bathroom. They, I they, they, they do handles, sleep. Apparently, oh, the yeah. bath, we know the bathroom is a, a, a duty shift uh, yes. station. Yeah. We're going to battle stations and stuff. Two people yeah. go to the bathroom. Two people go into the bathroom. Yeah, it's, it's a fun so bathroom. It's a, so it's a two stall. <laughs> well, it's, yeah. it's the attendants, you know. Yeah, you got to have somebody there for the mints towels. and yeah, yeah, of course. I, I tip you, but it's a post scarcity society. We don't have money, mm. indeed. But yeah, no, war, wharfs, not. Great. He's trying real hard. <laughs> they bring him out to kick his ass a couple times. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. He gets he gets his ass handed to him by a Borg. Runs into a force field. Yeah. Well, to to his credit, he runs into it after the Borg has uh, eaten Riker's lunch because Riker's plan seemed to literally be the phaser didn't work. Maybe I can punch this guy that is ninety yeah. percent metal. What? At what point does Worf figure out? Wait a minute! I should just carry my. Sword with me. Mm. Oh, work first contact. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that works great. They yeah. can't adapt to the sword. Yeah. <laughs> Not even their little force field. Oh, had you guys gotten a Jordy rolls under the door episode before? No, we haven't. That's why we cheers. Oh, our first Get it, door. Yeah. We finally got the roll. Everybody out! Everybody out! Okay, three, two, one. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yep, it finally happened. I think he finally mastered it by the time Generations rolled. Yeah, oh, yeah. Generations. he still too much room. He had a yeah. lot yeah, it's of like, you could have crouched yeah. there, G. Generations definitely has the best role. It's the best thing about that movie, actually. Yeah, the Jordy role. <laughs> that was the that was my only interaction with a with a Star Trek cast member on Twitter when uh, it was it was Levar Burton's birthday. I don't know how I knew this, and I was like, hey, I hope at Levar Burton does an under the under the door Jordy roll for his birthday. <laughs> he replies, he's like, I just might. <laughs> Nice. Okay. I like to imagine that he has an, an automatic garage door <laughs> in his house, and he just does that regularly. Uh, Gotta stay in shape. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta be ready. Uh, oh, that reminds me, though, Twitter. I did see a thing recently, uh, kind of sad. I guess the guy who dubbed all of Riker's trombone performances recently passed away. Oh, yeah, I saw that, too. Which was doubly sad, because, like, one, that's just sad, but two, I had thought... Uh, he actually played the trombone before I read that. Oh, no. mm. So it was like, oh, wow, a myth shattered and a life lost. Well, maybe he's yeah. like the monkeys. Maybe he will actually learn to play his instrument. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> After, you know. Well, that's a pretty good attention to detail in the episode. We were pointing, we were looking at this. There's always something new you, I notice, right? Yeah. And every time when Shelby's telling Data to, to change those phaser frequencies, at mm. least in the remaster, and I know that this was true to an extent in the original, the phaser beam is a different color every time. Yeah. It's like yeah. orange and then white and then blue orange. Well, it's not even a single there. beam. It'll have a couple different colors within the beam. Yeah. Ooh, I think that's how quick they're cycling. Right. Which was really cool. Yeah. It was a nice touch. Yeah. Also, apparently it has, I didn't realize that the Enterprise apparently has a couple of phasers just in the nacelle pylons. Yes. Because mm-hmm. during the fire everything, they're just... They're actually on the bottom of the nacelle pylons, but they were mapped by the effects to, to look like they're coming from up top of the nacelle pylons. Well, it also like they were coming like out of like so the where front, they, even. Where yeah, are they supposed like. to be? The, those, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, right here. The yeah. strips on the central side, yeah. yeah. At least there wasn't phaser fire erupting from the torpedo launcher, is it? Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> This is true. Uh, and then, like, yeah, just really little stuff. Like, the wharf is, like, tricorder functions minimal. And the tricorder sounds a little different. 
Hmm. And you know, the, the looks inside Data's head. There's just so much. Oh, oh Data's yeah. head. Yeah. So Data's head prosthetic is really good. You know what looked yeah. really, really great was the the laser on the side of Locutus's head. Mm. Yes. Because I I read that they didn't know what to use for that, so they just found like some cheap toy. Yes. <laughs> that happened to do a light, and they thought it would. They, they had no idea it would look any good. They go hmm. like, just try this, and then you know they they cut to black and white with a uh, with pale Picard. And it shines right in the camera, and it looks so fucking good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, apparently, it was Michael Westmore's son who, who found that. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. And phone calls coming. The effect is amazing. It would have been so expensive. <laughs> Just shine a laser in the camera. <laughs> <laughs> I have always wondered, though, if Patrick Stewart like knew what whether that would have any detrimental effects on the camera and just... just just like, Try fuck it. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, shine it around. Turn yeah. your head more. Yeah. More. More. Zap. Of course, we all know this is J.J. Abrams' favorite episode of Star Trek. That's true. The, uh, the, the, lens flare. Lens flare. First yeah. major Star Trek lens flare. Right. <laughs> Yikes. They can't all be gems. But yeah, there's. I want to say one more thing about Riker before we move on. There's that. There is that great moment on the bridge when you said in, the, in your wrap up where like you know he's like, "I want to go lead this away team. I'm gonna go get the captain back." Yes. And Shelby's like, "No, you're not doing that. That's stupid." And he's like, "Shut up. We. I can't stand you." <laughs> no, actually, she's right. You're the captain. Your place is here. It. I don't know if it's the if it's the editing. I don't know if it's a decision that Frakes made. But he just kind of turns on a dime. Yeah. He knows he's wrong and immediately, he doesn't double down. He's like, no, yeah, fine. Shall we go take it? He remembers every time he gave Picard that speech in seasons one and two. Right. Yeah. Right. I just, I love that moment because it's one of the reasons yeah. I, like, I like the guy so much. I know. And it's, it's also very clear, like, he could take a captaincy at any time. But he will, A, he wants to be on the Enterprise because it's the prettiest ship. Yeah, uh, and he's just waiting for Picard to actually kick it so he can take it. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Like, yeah, being being a captain for Riker is kind of like Kirk being an admiral mm. in a way. Like, because yeah. Riker really gets off on going on the away mission and yeah, you know, yeah. sure, having sex with the lady. And yeah, yeah, having tea with Livingston. You don't get to exactly, <laughs> and you good tea. Um, <laughs> nice house. Nice house. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and you don't get to do that much uh, of that. Well, I guess you get to have the tea, but the rest of it you don't have as much as uh, as a captain. So. Right. So yeah, it's yeah. interesting. Like first officer life is good in Starfleet. Isn't it, it seems like yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Again, I just I think that they did a really good job with this episode in terms of making you doubt yeah. that it was going to have a happy ending. Yeah, for there were part. there were yeah. stakes at all times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even for like, uh, what was I going to say? Nope, it's gone. <laughs> But, uh, something something Wesley. Oh. Yeah, because by this time Wesley had decided to, or Will Wheaton had decided to leave yeah. the show. Yeah, the, I think they knew he was going, and that's why a lot of people were saying, like, maybe Shelby is going to stick around, because what do we need Wesley at, Wesley for if he's not wearing his sweaters? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was that was one of the potential endings. They was going to uh, stick Wesley in a torpedo tube and just launch him personally at the board. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with a bunch of rocks from the ceiling of the ship. The uh, have you have you guys seen the theatrical releases when they've done this in movie theaters? No, no, I haven't. I managed to see it once, and it was of course it was amazing because this thing blown presented up, together, you... blown up on a big screen, is like this is a movie. This is great. Yeah. Except there, it is weird because they have to cut out the the in between bridge. So oh it's right, like, Mr. Worf, fire. Then we just had kind of a regular commercial fade and then come back up. And I'm like, no, I wanted 10 seconds of really elaborate, loud music. That's an interesting thing. I, 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 
for some reason, I, it has, it's been a little while since I've seen this episode, and I always forget, and every time I see this episode, I always forget how long after he says fire, they actually fire. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It takes a good 10 or 15 seconds for them to, like... Warm like, up. It's, al- it, yeah. it's almost like... It's it's almost comical. It's almost mm. like a joke. Like, oh, oh you, you wanted it to fi- fire. Now. Okay, I'm turning it on. <laughs> All right, it's spinning scan, up. Scan lamp is warming. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I always find it funny that it's not just like... <gasps> just like, yeah. fire! And there's like silence, like you're still looking, they're still looking at Lacutus on the screen. Just like, and yeah. he's just waiting too. He's like, just like, please stand by. That's true. You will be destroyed momentarily. Is this the first time they've used the deflector for a different purpose? Is this the first time they've used the deflector for any specific purpose? Maybe, yeah. Because that, that becomes a wonderful Oh, show. yeah. The oh, it becomes, yeah. Is the, is the fixes everything. Do all yeah, the deflector is, yeah. is to fucking Star Trek is the sonic screwdriver is to new Doctor Who. Yep. yep. It's a magic fucking wand. I mean, and you can reverse its polarity, too. I mean, you can do all yeah. kinds of shit. Yeah. yeah. Change its colors. Yeah. Yep. Have a great time. Eventually, you get a slightly... I, I've always... I, the, the deflector dish on the D has always creeped me out. Yeah, it looks like a diseased eye to me because it's like an eye. Yeah, like it's got so many layers in it. Yeah, like I much prefer most other. Like I like just a nice solid, you know, like, like the a deflector. glowy bit, like on the yeah, motion picture. A right? nice solid mm. glowy bit, or even the one on the E is just because. Oh, that one's all nested in its weird crevice. Little, little it, eye. It is creepy. It is, but at least it's just like a solid orangey red thing, so it looks less like an eye. It's just kind of there. Yeah. It's not perfect. I mean, end of the day, it should just be a nice smooth. <laughs> Just radiated color. Yeah. It's yeah. charged with anti-protons. Yes. Right. You destroy half the ship. <laughs> but, uh... Why, who designed this shit? <laughs> Scotty. <laughs> why, why is it like this? It was in the episode. Well, we have to strap a bomb to the front of the ship for reasons. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense, though. If it's something that can knock shit out of your way at warp, I guess mm. it would have to be, uh... What is it? You said fail dangerous. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. Speaking of failing dangerous, so the plant, so right up, so microseconds before Riker gives the order to fly the ship yeah, into the ship at warp. Hold, pull up, uh, Admiral Hodo. Yeah, yeah. Hodo, I thought that Hodo. Hodo. Yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking of. When I was like, oh yeah, they're just gonna go. Somebody should do a YouTube version uh, where they just take. <laughs> those two clips and just merge them together yeah. so he gives the order and then it just cuts to the <laughs> that silence I did love the look on Wesley's face when he realized oh great yeah. we're, yeah. we're kamikazeing this shit well we really did like tear it up this episode I thought because I'm, I'm, I was watching him react to stuff because he has like what four lines but he's always forced to react to really horrible things going yeah. on and, like, yeah. he, he was really heartbreaking to watch at points especially at that point mm-hmm. yeah. yeah I don't know his sweater is so baggy and I can't tell if they're doing it on purpose I just what? think or it's not well him. fitted yet his uniform his uniform yeah Good in it. Uh, it's a little too big for him. It's really big. It? It's so. still better than anything they've had him in before this, yeah. this point. It's true, true. It's true. But it's yeah. It's interesting because it, it it stood out to me too that it's oh. not like in, there's the whenever, scene in whenever engineering. Whenever he was standing next to Chica. Yeah, that's what I was thinking because uh, she's, she's she's very fitted. Well, yeah, hers yeah. hers is well 
filled. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the women's in general are more fitted than the men's. Yeah. yeah. Of course they are. And they're not Wolverine, right? They're Roddenberry uh, wouldn't yeah, have it any other way. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Roddenberry, Roddenberry rule in place not at all in this episode. No, that's true. A lot of interpersonal conflict. Yeah, everyone's oh, angry. Yeah. You see, it's okay because she's she's an outsider. Oh. Yeah, that's, that's how I was like how I was gonna justify it. Yeah, you know, she's new, so we don't want her here. She, of course, like Salar, will have a an afterlife in the novels in the New Frontier books. She's also oh. I vaguely I'm pretty sure she was mentioned at one point in a DS Nine episode. What just like mentioned offhandedly. Oh, really? Or like a Captain Shelby was mentioned at Maybe. one point. So it oh. may not be her. Well, she eventually becomes captain in the novels. Yeah. Yeah, I know she, I, th- I know she's supposed to definitely beat uh, Riker to captaincy. Mm. Well, sure. <laughs> yeah, he takes a thousand <laughs> years. He'll never get out of that trip. Yeah, exactly. That's the real thing. The, 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 sit down. Right? The delay this time, he's probably like, you know what? I will be a captain. They're like, sorry, we are out of ships. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. The last one went to a Shelby. You can, have, you can have one of those sea dudes. <laughs> Although, you know, yeah. to that briefly, I meant to say earlier, you can kind of see why he'd turn down the assignments, though, if only because it's like, you're on the Enterprise. It's the flagship. You get right. to do the crazy shit. Yeah. You know, the one he was offered earlier when his dad was around, I was like, you're going to go do a mapping mission 16 months away yeah. in an area that we've never been to, but it also might suck. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm good. Mm-hmm. We don't know what the Melbourne was up to, but we know it got its dick kicked in. Yeah. <laughs> it's a mini yeah, now. It's true. Oh boy. Oh. It probably, you know, it hadn't been doing anything interesting before. It's probably tooting around like the hood. Right, because it's an old ass Excelsior question. Yeah. yeah. Picard's trying to talk it up. She's a fine ship, Will. There's only 487 like her. <laughs> <laughs> and that's after the Battle of Wolf. Right, yeah. 481. Yeah, no, it's, it is interesting, though, because you're right. I could see from Riker's perspective how remaining on the Enterprise, and he's got to be thinking, like, man, Picard's going to have to kick at some point, right? I'll wait, I'll wait it out. Rotate in. Yeah. Warp oh. fire. Yeah. Oh. He's like, he's right here on the bridge with us. I don't care. Fire. <laughs> That there was that uh, we we talked about the guy in bed already, but I did love the point that she made. She's like, did he ever tell you how we met? And he's like, no. Oh, I'm gonna save that for another episode. But I'll just tell you that we are super close. We're into some kinky shit. Yeah, but we're super close, and it's way closer than you're ever gonna understand. And I've already written him off. So do your job. Guy in bed every day. Yeah, but she knows something that Riker doesn't know. Oh, oh, she. Oh. Damn, I never thought of it that yeah. way. Yeah. Oh, I just realized this. She knows how this is going to go. She does. What? Because otherwise she... She wouldn't... wouldn't yeah. yeah. I think oh, I know what you're going to get, but we'll talk no. about it off air. Wow. No idea. Yeah, we should talk about it off air without yeah. spoiling it. I am, I am almost as lost as you. I think I have an idea, but I'm not positive. Never thought of it Yeah, that but that's really interesting. Yeah. Is Guinan from the future? No. Has Guinan seen Picard naked? I hope not. Almost certain. <laughs> As I have said before, I prefer to think their relationship is platonic. It, it I'm sure. As, it, as do I. I, I don't think, think that's. That, yeah, yeah, I don't think it's. It, what's crazy is it's inferred by that line that it's otherwise. She's like, our relationship is beyond friendship, beyond family. Mm. But that does not mean uh, carnal knowledge. Yeah, yeah no, I think no. it's just like we have a deep bond. Yeah. Again, like yeah. I said in that other episode, if her and Riker want to fuck, I'm all about it. But <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I, so I much <laughs> prefer the idea that their relationship is, is 
completely platonic. Remember when she and Riker were flirting when they were trying to teach Wesley how to flirt? Yeah, that's the episode. Yeah, it's Bird's so like, cute. like I, I never thought of it before, but now I want them to fuck. <laughs> yeah. Guys, I don't, I don't think this is for me. Shut up, kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, what well, else do we have on? Uh... You know, you know what we thought was adorable. Lacutus's little tour of the Enterprise of oh, like, yeah. what people he will assimilate. <laughs> yeah, when he's in sick bay, you are Klingon. You will be assimilated. You <laughs> like my species. <laughs> You're into a lion. You will be. You will be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he goes into his into his ready room. Fishy. <laughs> you will be assimilated. Yeah. Primitive aquatic organism. <laughs> Cetacean ops. Oh yeah. Ah, yeah Shamu. You will be assimilated. I seriously, they could if they could have just padded through with five minutes of just walking around telling people they'd be assimilated. I'm fine with that. Oh, and they do a variation on it later. Sorry to jump the nope. timeline a little, but they do a variation on it later when the Borg change focus to like just just owning people just mm. just, just killing everyone <laughs> and that Krosis dude is just like human shatter occipital shatter third spinal vertebrae below the occipital lobe death is immediate he just kind of goes through that whole thing for every species now this is very cool wow. they know their shit yeah what do you do with the Ferengi <laughs> Umox their lobes oh, yeah. no. death by Umox oh, <laughs> that's a good way to go yeah. I kind of wonder if they've ever Assimilated the Ferengi. Oh, we've never seen a Ferengi Borg, have we? Because I feel like if they did, the Borg would immediately just get overwhelmed and become merchants. I couldn't. I could see like. <laughs> I, I could see like at one point them doing like a makeup test of an assimilated Ferengi and then just not being able to stop laughing. Because all the metal on the ears, they just look like the Mickey Mouse silhouette by the end. Yeah, oh, definitely. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's interesting you bring up the Ferengi, though, because it reminds me that the Borg, and you may have talked about this on the Q-Who episode a little bit, but I think both the Borg and the Ferengi were at points conceived of as interpretations of, like, America gone awry. Mm. Uh, the oh, kind no, of, I haven't thought about that. The kind of, like, yeah, like, you will be assimilated. Like, you're going to come in and, like, you're going to behave mm. like everyone else. Yeah. And you're going to conform. Whereas the Ferengi is, the, you know, this exploration of capitalism gone awry and the... The two yeah. have that commonality in place, so yeah, Ferengi Borg would be uh, just working at just you know working at Pack Sun trying to get by. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. That's, I, I do kind of wonder if it would actually just somehow overwhelm their neural net, and suddenly they just want latinum. Yeah, we are the Borg. You have any latinum? I'm yeah. sorry, what? Oh yeah. fuck! They assimilated a Ferengi, <laughs> <laughs> and they're they're on a, a one wing uh, network, so they all want it now. Right. Every single board. Oh, I, I like there was a nice, interesting call, little callback when they were brainstorming ideas and they were like, oh, we could use our nanites to, mm. we could use nanites to poison the Borg. Yeah, callback to, to Wesley's experiment. Which yeah. yeah. Dovetails with my theory. It does. But, oh, yeah, it does. That's right. But the, um, it doesn't work at all. Wait, with your Iconian theory? Or your no, 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 my other theory, other which, theory. Was, which was that the nanites that Wesley created discover time travel, go back in time, and become the Borg. Oh, that's messed up. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's really like just that. to give more shit to blame on Wesley. But. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it's better than some of the, you know, officially licensed fan fiction that's out there. I mm. like the David Mack novel that does that. Oh, I don't know that one. Yeah, I thought um, that was the one you talked about. Yeah, there's a... Never mind. It's full of spoilers and it's a pretty good book. Okay. But I'm not going to name it because... 
That's full of spoilers. Like, I just... uh, Any origin, I feel like, for the board... Actually, admittedly, quite like yours. But I feel like it's just... It's better not knowing for certain. Yeah, Yeah, it removes a lot of the mystique. But there was... I know... God, this is probably... Borders was still open. So that's how long ago this was. There was a, like... So, like, 2016? (laughs) (laughs) Ah, I see what you did there. Oh, I get it. Um, It took me a second. But there was, like, a collection they did. It was sort of... They got a bunch of manga artists and American writers together and they made like some Star Trek manga and, and only one can one can leave the room and one of them gave an origin to the board where it turned out that um, Bones accidentally helped create them when he helped cure a terminally ill little girl oh no that's the word yeah no I still it, love him though it's yeah. that old lady. It's, it, they got it wrong. It's the old lady from the hospital. Yes! yes. I uh, she, she later gets abducted by aliens and invents the Borg. So yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I would accept that. She's still got the Cordrazine pill in her or whatever. Yeah. Actually, the Borg were invented by Starfleet after they discovered some Borg frozen in ice. It's <laughs> a pretty good episode. <laughs> uh, Anyway, yeah. I had one. I had one final question. What, whilst everyone is at na- is at nap time, got their blankets and their pillows out on Borg Cube, and we head over to make sure they're napping. Riker is deciding: Do we want to let them blow it up, or do we want to see if there's a way to make them not blow it up, and maybe take some Borg baby and study it? Mm-hmm. And he decides: Nope, get out of there, let them blow it up. Mm-hmm. Why? Because what if I think it's a? Why not? We've why dodged not? a major bullet. Let's not press our luck. Yeah, but now you can't... St- they'll come back. I mean, they can study the debris. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't know. If they take a few plus... I mean, who knows? You know, take a couple of them, maybe. The rest will just launch a rescue mission. Because yeah, you don't know how long they're going to sleep for. You wouldn't, wouldn't you accidentally woke them up yeah. messing around right. with stuff. Oh, shit. I guess we're annihilated again. Yeah. Right. I, I, yeah, I've gone back and forth on that over the years. And I think at this point, I would, I would still make the same decision. Like, just, no, kill them while we can. And it, I think history proved him right, because we developed some cool countermeasures, and we yeah. managed to defeat them at least. Yeah. We, there's been plenty of study now. They've been, they've been over there several times. They know about those amazing distribution nodes. <laughs> yeah, those light fixtures. <laughs> Beautiful. Extraordinary. <laughs> Extraordinary. Incredible. Yeah, no, they've got, you know, they'll have the debris to study. They'll have the bits they yanked out of Picard to study. Right. Oh, um, all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, they're not with... Cheap laser. Yes. yes. They're not without some flotsam to play with. Mm. Right. What about the jetsam? What about the jetsam, Chris? Think of the jetsam. I will say, though, watching this through like this was definitely, like, it was a great sort of thing. Oh, I was going to make us wait three months. I know, that would have been weird. <laughs> would have sat around whistling every week for... Mm. <laughs> but, um... You know, thinking about it as, like, people to watch it at the time, you know, it's been three months, and I feel like things get wrapped up almost too handily at the end of part two yeah yeah like it, it felt it's funny because a lot of two-parters in like not just start just in general in media you sometimes watch a two-parter and it's like you're sitting there for the first part and you're like this didn't need to be this long <laughs> this is being stretched out so they have a two-parter mm-hmm. with this one the first part was like perfectly paced the second part feels a little more like i think the writing staff agrees with that too. we like, didn't pillar himself says like Part two is trash. It's not trash, but it's... He's, yeah, they, they were not... They weren't proud of it. Part one builds up so, so... And that's probably, again, sort of a writing yourself into... They wrote themselves into this horrifying corner. No, no, no. Pillar wrote everybody else into a yes. corner. And then, the, <laughs> and then forgot to actually quit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, um... 
And yeah, writing yourself out of it is tricky because whatever you're going to come up with is going to feel a little cop outy. You know, right. th- this is a problem you especially have with to bring it back to um, modern Doctor Who. Stephen Moffat, especially the outgoing showrunner, loves to build to these big, big crises, and then the resolution always feels kind of like a letdown. Yeah, it's almost unavoidable, right? Yeah. Yeah. Iris Stephen Bear agrees with you. He made a point about the fire moment. He's like, I don't know why we're writing this part, why you're writing part one like this, because you know. You can't. You're not going to blow away the board cube in the first ten seconds of the next episode. So mm. yeah, and, you know, and that, I think that's that's where a lot of their criticism like started coming from. And then, but what I love is the show had the courage to then be like, okay, well, this was a two parter, but now we're ending it on this beat where Picard is obviously not okay. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah that really his helps. His fault that everyone's dead. Right. If they if they had like, specifically yeah. taken he, he him, that. yeah, yeah, I mean, I'd think that. Yeah. Sure, I think a lot of people would, and and it takes a whole other episode to resolve that, which we're not going to talk about today. But I think that's really cool. Yeah, even if it is a disappointing second part, the show is like, well, even well, though it's the '90s and we don't do serial TV, really, we're gonna do this. We're gonna continue this. Yeah. And, and now even... they're gonna do lots and lots and lots more uh, two parters after this too. Yeah. Yes, yeah, which is which great. is gonna screw up our schedule a lot. I think. Well, <laughs> I don't think we necessarily have to do every two parter as a. But this one's special. Yeah. yeah. But I think at this point also because I'm pretty sure all the seasons have an even number of episodes. I think. We're always going to be ending the season. If we do two episodes a week, we'll always be ending across the season boundary. Well, last um, week we did three in a day. So. I know. So if we want to, if we want to realign ourselves with that, we can. It yeah. might happen. We'll naturally. figure. It'll. Yeah. Well, who the fuck are you people? The audience. Our audience will figure it out as we go along. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they'll do. Fun. <laughs> but every one then, of you who I know my name. Even as far as as second halves go, it was nowhere near as disappointing as some. Oh, yeah. You know, it's still a very solid conclusion. It just feels a little off in ways I can't quite put my finger on. But that first half is a masterfully written episode. Yeah. 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 I think the whole thing works really well. It does, yeah. As a unit, it works great. But I could see, like, coming back after three months and being like, Oh, good! Everything's resolved! Yeah. I had three months to build it up in my head, and it got a bit... Fancy. No, we got to see lots of Picard being being fucking zombied out, which is. Fun. Oh yeah, yeah, no, it wasn't bad. But I could see like having had a whole summer to sit on it, creating your own scenario, which would have been a bit elaborate that they never could have done. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Shelby and Record didn't hook up. Interesting. Weird. That was yeah. actually a little unexpected. I, uh, if you were a fan of the Type Two Phaser like I was, endless scenes of that being true. Just true. Blow away Borg. That was a true. great time. <laughs> and, and honestly, I have to give props to a lot of the actors that did the Borg. Their fall. That there's that one guy that was like, Argh! yeah, yeah. <laughs> the one guy who like folds his knee back on it. Yeah, was like, oh, that can't be comfortable at all. That's the fall. Some of those designs, man. I forget how creepy they could get. Oh yeah, oh, they're gorgeous. The ones I love the ones that don't have either eye. Those Ooh. are my favorite. And the ones with like their molds on their shit, like. Yes. Those are like, oh, I don't think they end up using those a lot in future. Then on the like opposite side of the spectrum, the kind of goofy ones with the like the coiled hoses at the top of the. Yeah, there was one the guy head. that just looked like he was wearing a ribbon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do feel like in future they they kind of they sadly ditch the mouth things, but fortunately kind of scale back the tubes. Yeah. Mm. Actors probably kept fucking catching them on things. Probably. Mm. Yeah, we really we don't see much else of the much more of the Borg. I don't think. I mean, we get. There's descent. Spoilers. There's Iborg. There's Iborg, which is a kind of a prequel to Descent. Yeah, but but then Voyager comes along. Oh yeah, Ooh, boy. TNG, and then there's obviously First Contact, and then and then Voyager. It's Borg of the Week. <laughs> yep. 
Let's what? just add a Borg to the main cast. Oh, wait. Remember how these guys seem really cool and unbeatable? Yeah, I, yeah. bye. Don't worry, we're going to figure them out real good. Yeah. Mm. It's sort of the opposite problem with uh, Superman, where he became so powerful as a character that DC regularly either has to have some sort of contrivance where he has his power scaled back a little... Uh. Or they just have to create enemies that get bigger and bigger and bigger until it's ridiculous. It's the, op- it's the opposite end. It's like you've got this enemy that was so huge, but then they were disappearing so often that it was just like... Watered down. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, I swear to God, you're about as threatening as Ferengi at this point. Mm-hmm. At least Ferengi are funny. <laughs> Sometimes. All right, shall we do our uh, tops and bottoms? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's that. It's that time. Yeah. This is a, this is a hard season because I feel like anything on our bad list would have made the top lists of seasons one and two. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I don't know Maybe. if I'll go that far, but so the problem is I've got I've got my three worst nailed. You I've do. still got six candidates for best. Chris, six? Um, my cut it in my. half. Just I, like had, the first I three, had six, done. but I cut it down. I had I had ten, and I cut it down. So I have a question. Yes. Given that this season includes two of the most widely regarded Next Generation episodes ever. Well, I don't know ones you're talking about yet because so, we haven't talked about. You know, given that that is the case, uh, I think uh, is it is that sort of cheating a uh, lot? Because I haven't had four in my top three, but only if I omit. Because I want to be, you know, mm. I don't want to just say the same thing everyone else is. Yeah, I felt kind of the same way, and I kind of self-censored that a little bit. So did I a little bit. Okay, so is that so, what we're Yeah, I mean, do? I don't know. If, yeah. if you, I would I would not do that, but I also, because th- I feel like the, the top three that I ended up settling on are my top three personal favorite episodes. Just, okay. So it's, I'm, I'm, I'm still happy with it. Nice. All right, I got it narrowed down. Great. So that was shall easy. we start with bottoms or tops? Let's start stop, Start with bottoms so we end on a, a more positive note. Great. Michael, congratulations. You're going to be the first guest we've had during a season That's wrap. Right. Oh, you, man. You to, you're, yeah. you're the first guest to do a top and bottom. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> yes. Well, good. I'm stoked. Who goes, who goes first in this kind of situation? Random. <laughs> yeah, we always kind of shrug and pick someone. Jake, you start. Yay. All right. Good choice. All right, so this is my bottoms, and the more I think about it, the less I I'm rethinking my I'm, I'm second guessing myself. In fact, I'm going to change. I'm going to change right now. The more I think about it, the more I'm like, you know, this episode wasn't very bad. It was actually okay. It was really just shitty acting. Like, mm. As an episode, it was fine. It was going to be the essence of command, oh. but that's not a terrible episode. It's just got really shitty acting. Yeah, and yeah, a, and a VO replacement of oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, really yeah. really distracting voiceovers. So I'm going to not say Ensigns of Command. I'm going to swap in one of my honorable mentions and say Transfigurations. Oh. Another bottom. another bad choice. Yeah. <laughs> um, my next one's going to be The Vengeance Factor. Mm-hmm. Mm. I hated um, that one. A la Utah. Oh, Utah. yeah, that one was Utah. dumb. Yeah, Utah. Yeah. Uh, and then possibly controversial, the captain's holiday. Really? Oh wow! Mm. You don't like Picard getting his rocks off the Vash? I just thought it was a boring episode. It's mm, fair. Even it's with fair. Rom. Even with Rom. If I if I also have captain's holiday on my on my bottom list, can I can I share a a brief factoid about that episode? You you of absolutely you can. can. So that's mine. I don't really have any other color to add on those. So. I think you should go next in that case. Yeah. All right. I agree. Captain's Holiday is on my bottom three list as well, even though it's a fun romp from yeah. time to time. I mean, like, whatever. That episode was originally written by Ira Stephen Bear, and it was supposed to be Picard going to Risa, which, by the way, was going to have holodecks, 
which would like give you programs that it thought were important to you. Okay. It's supposed to be an episode about Picard getting terrified of getting old and getting a desk job while Riker took the Enterprise. I think Ooh. we said that on our episode. Did you? Yeah. I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember. This is the first I can recall. Well, about this. well, that's because Jake doesn't I listen to my talk. Yeah. You mentioned it was going to be like a sideshow <laughs> thing. Yeah, yeah. See, but it uh, sounds like it was going to be a lot more major. Yeah, yeah. but the, like the the whole like uh, shotgunning of that or, or canning of that idea was like Gene Roddenberry called him and was like, "We're never doing this." And three days later, Patrick Stewart called him in for a lunch and was like, we're never doing this. <laughs> and Stephen Mirror was like, what the hell? So uh, he was really not happy with the final result of what that episode became, and it led to him leaving the show, or it led indirectly to him leaving the show. So I'm Only to come back and do something better. Because DS9 was what he was allowed to, you know, he was allowed to do what he wanted. Yeah. So Captain's Holiday is, uh, leads me off. Um, I think this is in the proper season. Menage Troy is yeah. Oh, yeah. right on there as well. That was yeah. an honorable mention. Yeah, away. I didn't hate Menage Troy. Yeah, I like that it got... I didn't love it. <laughs> I like that it got Wesley into a proper uniform. I thought yeah. that was the yeah. best part of it. Mm. So. And it got Luatana out of her. Hey. 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 And of course, uh, the price. Not a big fan of... Oh, the price. The slime ball showing up to... Uh, oh, to get to, into Troy's... get into Troy's... Uh, area. Business. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But also, all three episodes I would watch and not hate. Yeah, this is such true. a great season. Yeah. These are Wait, which one was the price? Uh, wormhole, stable wormhole. Oh, that was the season. Okay, the Frankie. Does the Frankie go in, never to be seen again? Well, <laughs> well, about that. Don't mm-hmm. tell Kate; she doesn't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, my bottom three in no particular order because, eh, I'll take Jake up on his offer, but and actually say the um, which one is it? The Ensigns of Commands, that's the one. Because I just didn't like it. I think the voiceover was awful. I think it was bad use of data. Hey. And... Hey. My grandfather... Nice. <laughs> 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 yeah. And I would like it to make a bottom three list. Thank you very much. That's fine. Uh, I'll also agree on Transfigurations, which hmm. was just boring and kind of a nothing. And didn't use John Doe in normal ways. I thought we were going to be good for a good episode. And the Vengeance Factor, I think, is trash. Utter, <laughs> utter trash. <laughs> Utah is pointless, and Bev made every wrong decision. Yeah. So my worst, from least worst to worst worst, number three, uh, this is going to be controversial, at least within this group. Who oh, watches The Watchers? Wow. Wrong. Wow. Wrong. Which Chris so is wrong. out of the podcast. That's okay. We can all have opinions. That's exactly right. My so. thing with it is just that we I love the idea, but I just felt like the ex- execution was deeply flawed. Hmm. And that it, it hurt what was a great idea. I get it. Uh, two, The High Ground. Ah. In an attempt to discuss a very delicate, nuanced subject, they failed miserably. Terrorism, the troubles. Bev gets Stockholm syndrome. Like they did not have, they didn't tell the story well. It's the people who use the mycelium network to transport. Ah, (laughs) I like that idea. Mushroom hoppers. And worst, worst transfigurations, which felt like a first draft script. Wow, jeez, three votes for transfigurations. That's interesting. Y'all just don't want to see Jordy get Chris on the show. <laughs> I, see, I see Michael going for his best list and like crossing something out. <laughs> he saved Worf. I like that guy. He did save Worf. I'll give him that. After, yeah, the guy wasn't the guy kid. wasn't bad. I just think the episode as a whole it was did not dull. succeed. I thought it was yeah. dull. It was like I'll, I'll say my other uh, 
Uh, my next honorable mention was Menage a Troy. So. Mm. Mm. Dishonorable mention, I should say. Right. All right, should we do uh, best? Yeah. All right. Let's All right. It off. So, to disagree with Chris emphatically, mm-hmm. who watches The Watchers? Thank you, Jay! Um, the Mentakans have a champion. They sure do. I love that it's in both lists. I think that's fine. That's uh, yes. The Defector. Mm-hmm. 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 Good one. And Sarek. Oh, yes. Sarek. Love it. My honorable mentions, I'll bring. I'll mention them anyway, were, I think, the ones that you were alluding to, Michael. Um, I have Yesterday's Enterprise, mm-hmm. The Best mm-hmm. of Both Worlds, Part 1, and then my other honorable mention is Sins of the Father. Oh, those mm-hmm. are all good. Yeah. Um, it was hard choosing just six. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And I'm with you on Sarek, too. I got uh, hammered in one recently and returned to my hotel room and fired up Sarek on TNG. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, oh. I, I, Start weeping. Yeah. Is it me next? Yeah. Sure. All right. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to just like get don't, the, don't, get don't the honorable, honorable mentions out of the way and, and say uh, yesterday's Enterprise and Best of Both Worlds. And I'm in the same same boat as you. But the one that resonated most keenly for me, strangely, is the, is the Survivors. Which is like one. I think a lot of people think is kind of a forgettable episode, with the exception of Good Tea, Nice House. Was that was that this season? Yeah, yeah, oh the my very God. beginning. I forgot that one. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's something interesting about that, and there's also another David Mack novel about that. Is there? Uh, yeah, about yeah. Kevin. About Kevin. Yeah, <laughs> blowing away all the hushnock. And weirdly, uh, sorry. So I totaled out four. My last one is the most toys. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yeah. I just, I absolutely love that moment where Data exceeds his programming by deciding to <laughs> murder a dude, murder a dude <laughs> to prevent a horrible person from continuing to exist. Yeah, and also the performance by a guest star Saul Rubinek mm. as uh, Kivas Fajo, killer, just killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's where I'm sitting. Was that three? Uh, it was four total because there's a best of both. There's a yesterday's enterprise and best of both worlds are in there. Oh, I see. Yeah. So they're kind of tied for third. Yeah. All right. All right. Because you just can't not. I'll yeah. allow it. You're Maybe. a guest. We won't make you pick a firm three. Sorry, I can't. Oh, you're right. No, no, no. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. Right. You get you get special dispensation. Thank you. Plus, you brought us presents. Yeah. Yay! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we have to go. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do, do the presents. Yeah. 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 My top three, and again, again, I had like ten. So I'm not even going to bother with honorable mentions because there were too many of them. Yeah, I had so many. Um, number three, because I just have to. You, you probably already know what I'm going to do. Deja Q! No. Woo! Really? I just love Q. I, I love Q. Cool. A, yeah. I love Q. And also, like, I usually really, really hate the, the fun episodes or the comedy episodes. And this one, I so did not hate that I loved it. Deja Q is so good. It's yeah. so yeah. good. It's yeah. it's amazing use of Q. You get to see John Delancey's butt. Yep. Huh. All good things. Mm. I'll, I'll agree with Jake and say The Defector, that it was really, really hard to pick between that and The Enemy. Because yes. the enemy is also really good, but I can't have all the Romulans, can I? Can I? Wait, I can. No, I can't. My number one is Sarek, because I fucking wept. Mm-hmm. So my tops, uh, which I, you know, a lot of things that didn't make the list were also either on other people's lists or almost made other people's lists. But my ones that actually made it, Sins of the Father, nice. mm-hmm. Best of Both Worlds Part 1, incredibly well written, and Sarek. Oh. Wow. Nice. Is that a clean sweep for Sarek? Did you have Sarek? Oh, no, I didn't. No. But I meant to. But you like Sarek. <laughs> yeah. But you do like Sarek. But so. among, among the regulars, though, you guys all did Sarek. Right? Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah, we'll have to see what Caitlin says. We'll get hers separately. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think so. Follow us on Tumblr, and they'll they'll go up soon. Yeah, I think the takeaway though is that this season had a ton of strong episodes. Oh yeah, it uh, did, a yeah. lot. A lot of people, I think, regard this as the best season. I think it's definitely the most consistent. Yeah, like mm-hmm. even for me, when I had to pick the bottom three, it was hard at first because I was like, it's like I can't even remember any that I. At first, I was like, I, I, like, because we had just watched Transfiguration, like, that's going on the list. But then, <laughs> with, for the other two, it was like, I gotta go back through because I could only think of episodes that I liked. Like, and then you had to be wrong about one of them. Yeah, because, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Christ. And I'm just going through. I was like, oh, yeah, what's that? Oh, yeah, I guess that. Yeah, sure, why not? And that. Oh yeah, fuck that one. But whereas, like again, I had like six. Before I stopped myself from giving myself candidates for the top three. We're like, you only have three. You've already got six. Just chill. So it was a great season. Yeah. And like in spite of that, uh, or maybe, I don't know, that's not the right way to start the sentence, but I was stunned to find as I was encroaching on Ames territory in my trivia research that like this season was hell to put together. Mm. (laughs) Like the revolving door of the writer's room, people getting fired, people quitting all the time, people getting called in over the Thanksgiving break to do yesterday's Enterprise. (laughs) Oh, that's right, because that was the only day they could get Yar and Whoopi in a room together. Yeah, yeah, and like, well, the writers, they couldn't write it fast enough, and like, it was just, it was a mess. Apparently the show was hell to work on for the season, and it gave us some of the best episodes. I think that's a really kind of familiar thing for anybody in a creative field to... Yeah. Yeah. I know season four is going to struggle a lot. Four is going to start strong because there's going to be less turnover at the start. Right. Aside from eventually kicking out Wesley, but here's hoping. But the writer's room finally solidified a little bit and yeah. Yeah. So I mentioned presents. Oh yeah, Michael yeah. brought us some interesting <laughs> artifacts. Yeah, some doubtless more enjoyable than others. Uh, we'll start with the enjoyable ones. Okay. <laughs> Michael, where did you dig these up? These are 1991 25th anniversary trading cards for Star Trek TNG. I bought a box of these on eBay late at night. Uh, <laughs> that sounds like a late night eBay adventure. Yeah, well, I used to collect them as a kid. Yeah, I think uh, I have these too. I, had some, I certainly have some uh, Star Trek cards. Uh, yeah, well, I almost feel bad break, opening break, them. Break them open. I we're opening them live on air, ladies and gentlemen. These are packets of, I think, 10 apiece or 12 apiece. Oh, yeah, I definitely have some of these somewhere. Uh, yeah, get your nose there. in there, guys. Smell that 1991 oh, wow. yep, factory yep. air. So, that... Ooh. That smells kind of like a library. Can I so, tell you what my, my first card is? Yeah. Yes. It's an episode card. Oh. Code of Honor. Ooh. Oh, classic. Oh, wonderful. No. Classic. Um, all right. I have um, The Naked Now. Oh. The Naked Now. It's oh, with Picard, with Picard and, and, yeah. and Crusher oh. getting sexy. Oh, dear. Oh, doctor. <laughs> <laughs> that, that episode ain't very good, but that noise is amazing. <laughs> I've got here, oh, Troy looking pensive. Oh, what's this? Is it? it doesn't say what it is, oh, just Counselor yeah, Troy. Troy. Oh, wow. Counselor, so yeah. you got a character card. I don't, I don't remember Beverly wearing glasses in The Big Goodbye, but oh. these are some banging glasses. Those are nice, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I wonder if that was like a promotional photo or a scene they didn't end up using or something. Know. They don't even look period. It's right after she swallowed that chewing gum. <laughs> <laughs> so are these, I'm looking at these and they all look like... First season episode. Really? No, I've got I've got fucking Blue Boy Wesley here. Oh, there we go. Oh, okay. Nice. Just That's as holiday. All of mine, because the episodes that I have, I'll just run through them. I got Justice. I got. Oh, let me see if you uh, prefer Justice. I got <laughs> I, side I, boob. I got Haven. Oh, oh it's yeah. the kids in Justice. <laughs> but male, male um, side boob. Nice. Well. Yeah. I got the last outpost. Uh-huh. Hide and Q. Actually, yeah, I'm favoring the early seasons too. Encounter at Farpoint. 
Code of Honor. Oh, you've got it too, huh? Yeah. Oh, but I do. I have 10 forward, which wasn't introduced until the second season. So yeah. I've got See, a I'm second good. season over here too. Elementary Dear Data, where silence is least. Oh, nice. Yeah, I've got mm. Troy. I've got uh, the Jag Woman from um, oh, Picard's, Measure of a Man. Uh, yes. Sweetie Pie. Got Picard himself, just that, like, the sort of headshot of Patrick Stewart as Picard. It's nice. probably his Wikipedia entry photo. <laughs> oh, Gates McFadden, again, very much like which, headshot. Which one, which one, which one? It's okay. literally just You've like... You've got the ugly one from season one. And no, she's always, ugly. She's always no, stunning. She's it's pretty. not ugly. But look at this one. I have a... Listeners, I have a Dr. Deborah Beverly Crusher physician card oh. as well. She's wearing the deep blue version Ooh. uniform in her season three red hair. Yep. Nice. It's never gets well, yeah, more, this, uh, more beautiful than that. This is, again, like clearly like a publicity photo. She's got the like early 90s school picture day background. Yeah, yeah I, got, I got a Troy like that, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, She's looking get, less pensive in yours. You want to get the novel cards, guys. Contamination. Oh, shit. Oh, I got one Troy of those. and Worf with some crazy masked alien between them. I have not read that one. I've got Unconscious uh, Picard from Times Square in a shuttle pod. Nice. He desperately wants to get off the ship. Man, these are great cards. Oh, it's Captain Picard with the kid with the Tribble doll. Well, quote-unquote doll. She just killed the Tribble. Yeah. Oh, oh that's from, uh, What's it called? What episode is this called? When the Bar Breaks. Thank you. All right. Well, I got one, too. Ah, what else? What else? Oh, here's Deanna looking pensive in The Child. Oh. That was a, that was a terrible episode. Ian Andrew. Oh, it's it's Wes in his uh, Yesterday's Enterprise uniform. You can tell. Oh, he's got with the, the collar? The, yeah. Oh, his collar. Yeah. yeah. Didn't oh, like yeah. that collar. He also looks uh, forlorn at the prospect of existing in this horrible universe. It's pretty, pretty mediocre universe. They would have killed him long ago. A matter of honor, Klingons. I wish, I wish the back had a description from the... Yesterday's Enterprise timeline. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a biography of Wesley. Yeah. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Oh, we've got the shuttle pod Elbaz. Ah, oh, sorry, shuttle craft. According to the card. Oh, uh, no, you were right. Shuttle. Oh, we got fucking uh, Revis getting his hand held by Picard from Loud as a Whisper. Not, not sorry, Troy. Reva. Oh, that's right. Because Troy's got her hand somewhere else. Yeah. Oh no. Boy. Remember Picard yelling at him? <laughs> kind of. Yeah. We are all in this. Together. I think this is that. I think this is that scene. He grabs his hand right afterwards. And, uh, oh, God. What? The card is titled A Place for Families. And it's clearly like a publicity or costume test photo of Gates McFadden with uh, Will Wheaton in one of his less regrettable first season costumes. Oh, boy. That's like a... Oh, with a white backdrop. Yeah. Like no, it is very much rom-com, like... Rom-com. Uh... Whoa. She was She's a single, a single mom. mom. Yeah. This is her son. He's, He's part of the deal. deal. Who doesn't fit He's in. a G- boy genius. What are the rest of names? So you have Mr. Whorf there. I have a Whorf? Lieutenant Whorf. I don't remember who the hell this is from Heart of Glory. Uh, that's the Klingon. Oh, it's the Klingon who dies and they, yeah. they give us the first oh, Klingon uh, death screen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Alright. Not a great picture of him. Reality yeah. show now. Uh, I love holodeck picture with, uh, with Jordy and, um, Crusher, the two Crushers in the background in their beautiful garb. <laughs> yes. Oh, nice. Uh, a novel I've never heard of. The Eyes of the Beholders. Our good friend from Symbiosis. Oh. Uh, uh, Merrick Buttrick. Oh, nice. Kirk. Kirk uh, yeah. David. David, yeah. David yeah. Kirk. David Marcus. There we go. Slash. Kirk. TNG Druggy. Yes. A very neutral looking, the neutral zone photo. <laughs> Appropriate. <laughs> oh, that's the scene I remember from that episode. Yes. <laughs> when they stand on the bridge. Iconic. <laughs> A gorgeous Guinan. Oh, that's Guinan, good. Underlit and wearing orange. Yeah. yeah. Oh, a gorgeous nice. Bev. 
With the sunglasses? Uh, some children from Women of Our Breaks. You Ooh, can keep that one. <laughs> Uh, a transporter fe- featuring the young Admiral Jameson, I no. believe. Is that right? Yes, it is. It looks he's like him. His fancy Because his chair. face it doesn't have all kinds of crap on it, but right. he's still a weird-looking dude. You got a Mirror Image Enterprise? Is that what and that is? Mirror yeah. Image. Oh, yeah. yeah. They flipped it. They, oh, except it's the card is for what? The card is for the dilithium crystals. Let me see. For some reason, I get... Yeah, I'm confused. I don't know why they mirrored the Enterprise for that shot, but they did. They could have just said Enterprise. Bizarre. Yeah. It's also a really low quality photograph. <laughs> but no, these are these are delightful. So we take a picture of a TV. We'll, we probably won't put photos of all of them up, but maybe we'll pick we out some. Uh, Just take a, a couple of clumps of them. Yeah, yeah, but maybe we'll do like close-ups on some particularly good ones to share online. Mm-hmm. Now, the other thing we will definitely be sharing a photo of online. This was also an eBay purchase, you said? Oh, gosh. Yeah, I forgot about these already. (laughs) Anyone who stuck around for this is going to get their money's worth. So, uh, we have here Star Trek The Next Generation Photon Trademark Candies. (laughs) Wait a minute. They trademarked the word photon? (laughs) That's where the trademark symbol is. Isn't that a real word? Um, Till this merchandise. So, this is is an unopened uh, bag of 1.5 ounces of... Photon candies. Is there an expiration date on it? No nope. question. Nope. I don't think so. Uh, oh, that means they're But fine. we can tell you that yeah, the, the printing on the package is copyright 1992. You have some napkins in case you just so, put them so up? Yes. Good idea. <laughs> so we're looking at uh, at least 25 uh, years old here. Yeah. Mainly, I'm sorry that the listeners aren't going to be able to, to smell whatever we smell when we yeah. open yeah, the package. Yeah, that's going to be fascinating. So this is, uh, oh, and we should also mention that <laughs> there is a special offer on the package for $7.50 plus three, $7.50 plus three coupons. So you need to eat three bags of these. Unfortunately, we only have one. Yeah. We'll still so eat So you send though. three coupons with $7.50 uh, and three UPC codes as well as the coupons, I guess, from the candies. Plus, wait, what? Okay, these instructions are really unclear. I'm going to read these verbatim, okay? And you tell me if that makes any sense. Send three coupons with $7.50 and three UPC codes from any 1.5-ounce package of Star Trek Photon Candies plus $2.50 shipping and handling. So really, send us... $10 would have been fine. Uh, To New Age Services, Inc., P.O. Box 3002. Sorry, whoever currently owns that P.O. Box. I'm sure you're getting tons of these. Uh, Westfield, New Jersey, 07091. Please allow four to six weeks for delivery. And you can get your very own. A very own Star Trek The Next Generation Large Communicator Pin. Gold and silver plated. Actual size, two and a half inches in height. It's a $15 value. For $10. For $10 plus yeah. three bags of candy. Which probably costs about two bucks a piece at the time. Yeah. 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 So, but you also get candy, though. So. You do. That's true. You do get the yeah. candy. So to, just so, to describe the appearance of these, yeah. they're like little, like... Rocks. They look like they look like toms. They're like they. As I believe they're gummy. They're they were well, gummy yeah, when they yeah. were manufactured. Yeah. Uh, kind of like jelly bean type candies. That's uh, exactly right. Uh, mm-hmm. If I I've had these before, 
25 years ago. Uh, <laughs> you and I probably had them in exactly the same time when they were yeah. fresh and new, right? Yeah, and, and they're and just jelly beans, basically. Right, oversized jelly beans. But what I found most puzzling about this retail packaging, though, is that these aren't like rocks the Enterprise is deflecting away. <laughs> no. no, they're <laughs> shooting them. They are they're firing, firing multicolored <laughs> asteroids from the photon torpedo launcher. Yeah, yeah this yeah. is a case of the candy factory was like, yeah, we make one kind of thing. Right. We make rocks. Well, <laughs> 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 oh, how does that factor into Star Trek? I don't know. They come out of the they come out of the ceiling when the ship gets hit. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. These are the rocks. Yeah, these are the rocks from the rock. So who's gonna there. who's gonna open them? Because they will. I I have opened many of these. I think you have as well as you say. Yeah, we should have someone so, who's yeah, never opened them. Like the honor of yeah. opening. Why? The so you can so you can watch us struggle with the plastic. There's two things. Now, yeah, I'm gonna do it. Do it. Because I have so we know if you need scissors instead. a fairly poor sense of smell, huh. which means if it smells really bad and I can tell, that's bad. Okay? I mean, the thing is, it's sugar. Right. I'm just wondering if it's going to be All right. hard. They're they're probably, that's what I'm yeah. expecting. Give it a whiff. Break some teeth on these things. What does this 25-year-old air smell like? <laughs> um, Kind of like Twinkies cream. Oh, really? Ooh, that's, 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 that's not what I was going to expect. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Let me get a nose full of that before it's you not te- It's not terribly pungent. Oh, no, it's actually rather mild. You can tell it's sweet. You know, it does smell like Tums, though, As you, you it's, to your point, I think. It's, it's like the world's chalky. worst wine right, tasting. Let's, let's, yeah. I'm going like to pour these out and get a photo. We are going to try to eat these people. Oh, yeah. One of them has already, like, its end has broken off. Oh, uh, I, saw I don't want to eat that yeah. one. Oh, two of them. blue one. All right, let me get another. So we have, what do we have? Blue, oh, orange. Let's line it up with the with the white, package. Yeah. Red, uh, green, darker green, and that's about. God, these really look like rocks. They, I think that's probably. They are. They now. were probably marketed As, to like at science museums as geology exhibit. So yeah, I want so. the orange one. I'm gonna take the one that no one wants to eat, and I'm gonna do this with it. You do the. That is it on the tabletop. Oh, they're really hard. I will do green. Okay. I'll take this orange one. All right, here, we, here Good goes. luck, everybody. Oh, and here's napkins if we need to spit them out. I go. Oh, they don't taste bad. Oh. They taste okay. They're still a little good. They're just really hard. Yeah. Yeah, the coating Ooh. is hard. Yeah, but they still taste pretty good. They taste a little bit like uh, that fizz, that rock fizz. What the fuck word am I thinking of? Pops something. Pop rocks. Pop rocks. They taste like pop rocks, but they don't pop. So, if flavor reminds me, at least this one, I don't know if they're multi-flavored, but this one reminds me of candy cigarette flavor. Mmm. <clears throat> You love candy cigarettes, Jake. I do like candy cigarettes. <laughs> Chris has <is> surrendered. <laughs> Not so, working for you, Chris? Here's the thing. In theory, the flavor isn't terribly offensive. No. Because I like the flavor of black licorice. But when an orange candy tastes like anisette, oh. something is wrong. Oh, indeed. Mm. I so Ooh. enjoyed my experiment with the motion picture era blue torpedo. Then I'm gonna get a white one oh, from right. the, the the final the final uh, whatever. The I'll, final I'll final try part. a white one. I had a green one. I'm that not looks gonna, like a know, yellow I don't one. Know if I'm gonna finish it because <laughs> I am a little concerned about the health implications. Well, now I am too, but I've already committed to the second yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> I already ate five more. <laughs> oh man, these taste good. I remember eating a lot of these. Oh, that was fascinating. Again, I like these too, but they were not this consistency. Just, no. just the fact that I got black licorice from orange has me a little worried. Hey man, that's space, bro. <laughs> it was a very nice black licorice. Yeah. Mild, you know. Mm. Oh, that was uh, astounding. That was fun. Evidently. I'm sorry you're going to have to listen to us eating. I, yeah, you know what? The mouth that's oh, that's okay. We try not to. This would be worth we, it. We, uh, you know, I feel like... Are they all the same flavor? They are now. Yeah. 
<laughs> by now they are. Christian so, yeah. Anderson, evidently. Yeah. We just got to make our way through two more of these guys, and we're going to have our combat after 10 bucks. That's true. Yes. Weeks. Now, make sure you save this package now. Uh, I want to go on to, to the address on Google Street Maps and see what's see there. What, see what it looked like. Well, yeah. Probably a post office or like a. Oh, yeah. There's a P.O. box. It's a box, yeah. Well, maybe they do. Is there a proper address for the company, though, separately, maybe? I don't see it. That's too bad. You guys should do an episode, a, a nostalgia episode on Star Trek merch. Just mm. do a whole hour. We should. Just go. Just play with all of Jake's toys. Yeah. I'm gonna look up the company. See if they're still around. New Age Services Inc. Oh, they're a church now. <laughs> yeah. Name like that. I'm surprised they weren't at the time. <laughs> oh well, that was an absolute joy. Yeah. Thank you for the gifts. They they added an extra twist to I the wish episode. All of our guests brought us gifts. Absolutely. Well, I have so much of the stuff in my house and. <laughs> As I can see, you guys need more stuff. There's more Star Trek stuff in this Yep, one. yep. Fill the house to the top. Oh, it's so great. So I've listened to this this podcast many a time, as you know, and I've always heard you guys playing with the, with yeah. the various merch around, mm. but I had no idea how how excellent the quality was. <laughs> the, the museum uh, yeah. uh, trek that we have. God. But yeah, no, thank you for, for having me on. Thank you for being on. Where, where can we find you when you're not here? I'm usually on the internet talking about technology, mobile technology, in fact. And I can you be know, like found... Borg, Borg gear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, they make a little, they make a microcomputer now in the shape of a Borg cube. Do they? That's yeah. great. Wow. That's outstanding. It does not have enough power to justify itself, but it's wow. like, it's cool. But it's like six inches to a side and it glows on your desk. Nice. nice. Uh, anyway, I'm not going to review that, uh, but I do review all kinds of other stuff at The Mr. Mobile. Uh, everywhere. T H E M R M O B I L E. Yes, thank you for joining us. God, that was a very concise uh, yeah. plug for yourself. It's almost like he's a professional. <laughs> wow, shocking. You, well, you're probably used to my outros. Where yes. I, our... I cannot wait to hear the sound clown plug uh, <laughs> <laughs> in person. Oh, wow. Okay, well, I'll try not to disappoint. Uh, but before we get to that, we should say that we have two new episodes next week that we'll be Season discussing. Four. Season four! Woo. So in the there oh it's a very familial uh, week because we start with family, and then proceed to brothers, oh. and then after that it's cousins, and then relatives, mm. yeah. and then grandma. That's right. <laughs> so yeah, it's interesting. We do get to meet in, if, you know, in these episodes. We meet a lot of family members of our of our heroes. Nice. So that'll be fun. Yeah. And again, you know, as mentioned, we'd be seeing dealing with some of the fallout from what happened this week. So, wonderful. All right. I guess we'll uh, wrap it up. Sounds good? Great. Great. Uh, yeah. This has been A Star to Steer Her By, a podcast. Find us online at Star Trek no. Facebook. <laughs> sure. Search for A Star to Steer Her By on Star Trek on <laughs> Facebook. We're also on Twitter and Tumblr. Our name there is SSHB Podcast. Mm-hmm. Dot com slash Star Trek. <laughs> uh, of course, uh, you can download our show on your favorite iTunes, either Apple iTunes or Google Tunes or podcast websites. Or every week, every week, what it is. And you can also find us on SoundCloud uh, and. And on various other places as well. What are you? Are you looking something up? I'm seeing if maybe there is Star Trek dot one of the many alternate oh, yeah. URL things. 
StarTrek.net is already taken. Definitely. I think you can just... StarTrek.org just redirect. No, sorry. StarTrek.org is already taken. StarTrek.net redirects to StarTrek.com. I'm sure if... I'm sure anybody working... Also, you can just go to like a domain search. You don't have to type everyone in individually. There's thousands. There's like... You go to a place like you're trying to buy a domain, Mm -hmm. and then you type in Star Trek, and it'll be like, here's the ones you can get. Okay. Okay. Uh, Which will probably be none. Probably. I'm sure they would have... Although, again, StarTrek.org looks like a fan site still, so they did not bother trying to get it from that one guy. If they probably bought it in like the early 90s or something, you know? Pretty sure you could snap up uh, Google iTunes.net slash... SoundCloud. That's true. Yeah, just, just get one of the URLs that I say, and we'll get that. That'd be great. Start. There we go. All right. So anyway, those are all the places you can find us on the internet and wherever podcasts are found in the internet. Why don't we have our own website? We do with Tumblr. <laughs> That's great. So go to Tumblr. SSHB Tumblr. Well, thank you again, Michael, for joining us. We look forward to having you back again soon. Thank you. Uh, my name is Jake. This has been Chris. This has been Ames. This is also, this is Michael. This is always Jake. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Good enough. Hooray. Stay mobile. <laughs>